the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. <sighs> Doesn't that about describe the game tonight? Good grief. Welcome in. I feel like my gut just got punched. It's Davo's dish for game two of the three-game set versus Baltimore. And if you're on the Royal side of things, not a happy ending to tonight's game that was really a pretty darn good baseball game. As we went 10 innings, the Royals fell 3-2. to two, And they now go to 0-12 when they score less than four runs. 0-12 when they score less than four runs. 11-0 when they score four or more. So I'm not sure which is more concerning, the fact that they are 0-12 when they score less than four or the fact that they have scored less than four runs in over half of their games. That's right. I want to start off by talking about the offense again tonight. I was kind of peering through Twitter, and, of course, I read about Danny Duffy, you know, Danny Duffy this, Danny Duffy that. He blew the game, blah, 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 blah. Then I read, Ned Yost, why did he bring in Lewis Coleman instead of Greg Holland to to bail out uh, Danny Duffy, blah, 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 blah. The problem is not the Royals' bullpen, which has been fantastic since April 12th. Their ERA is under two. The problem is not Ned Yost, who has really, in my mind, only made about two critical decisions this year that I didn't agree with. And I'm somebody that's very fair with him. I will tell you when he messes up, in my opinion. Ned Yost has been fine this year. So the problem is not Ned Yost. The problem is not the bullpen. The problem is certainly not the starting pitching. Been fantastic all year. Jeremy Guthrie, again tonight, should be the story of this game. Gives up two in the first inning, complete damage control by Jay Guts, and wow, that was fun watching Jeremy Guthrie tonight, wasn't it? I mean, let's let's give the guy some credit here before we talk about the offense. We got to give this guy some credit because he pitched a hell of a game tonight. Jeremy Guthrie did seven innings by Jeremy Guthrie, six hits, two runs, three Ks, and one walk. But the thing I want to talk about most is eleven groundouts compared to four flyouts. For Jeremy Guthrie. And believe me, in that park, Camden Yards against a team that was scorching hot coming into this series offensively, that is amazing that Jay Guts was able to induce 11 ground outs considering he is typically a fly ball pitcher. But he knows that park as well as anybody. Guthrie does. He was the ace for the Orioles for several years. So he knows how to get outs in that park, how to get through games. And what a job tonight by Jeremy Guthrie. We'll talk more about that here a little bit later. But back to the offense. Quit bringing up people, Danny Duffy. Quit bringing up Ned Yost. There's nothing to do with anything. Danny Duffy's been fantastic all year. The kid will learn from this. I have no doubts about that. He's been awesome. There's no need to rip on Danny Duffy. It does no good. It's a fluke. It's not going to happen again. Ned Yost, what is he supposed to do? He made the right decision tonight to bring in Wade Davis, who looked fantastic, by the way. Let's give Wade Davis some credit. Aaron Crow, ninth inning, started off inauspicious, although it was a little infield hit. But he got out of that cleanly. And Danny Duffy normally is lights out. So, you know, the bullpen gave up one run today in three innings. Oh, well. But this offense, come on. 12 games now, less than four runs by the offense. And you've got to start with the middle of the order. Three through six for the Royals. Not getting the job done. None of those guys would disagree with that either. Eric Cosmer, Billy Butler, Alex Gordon, Salvador Perez. None of them are going to disagree with that. They know they're not doing their job to the fullest ability. They're better than this. They know that. And they'll get better than this. But the problem is, this is scary. You're going into almost May 1st. We got, what? Let's look at the calendar here. You got one, two, three more games before May 1st. And there's a very real possibility the Royals could go into May 1st with Eric Hosmer in the three-hole having zero home runs, with Billy Butler in the four-hole having zero home runs, 
with Alex Gordon in the five hole having one home run and Salvador Perez in the six hole having zero home runs. That's zero home runs between Hosmer, Butler, Perez. That's one from Alex Gordon. <sighs> that's scary. That's not going to keep up, but that's scary. And the thing that worries me most about all of this is just the fact that you're squandering so many great starting pitching efforts in the first month of the season. We've seen James Shields had some squandered. Ventura had a couple squandered. Guthrie's had some squandered. All of them have, on and on and on. Every single member of the rotation, except maybe Bruce Jen, has has thrown a great game and not gotten any run support. Now, that's, of course, common throughout a baseball season. But for a team like the Royals, I don't feel this team, even when they're clicking on all cylinders, is good enough offensively to overcome four or five games when you hold the opposition down to two or three runs and you lose. In the American League, if you're giving up two runs a night or three runs a night or in some cases one run a night and you're losing, you can't do that when you're the Royals. You're not the Bronx Bombers of, of the old days. You are you know you don't have Albert Pujols sitting there in the middle. You don't have Mike Trout at the top. I mean, you just – the Royals don't have that kind of margin for error, and eventually the starting rotation is not going to continue to have guys – you know, with ERAs in the ones, multiple guys in the ones. That's, I mean, guys are having great years. Ventura, Shields, Vargas. Those guys are gonna. There's a good chance they can end up in the high twos or threes, but they're not gonna end up in the ones. You know, so at some point the Royals are gonna have to start scoring some runs. I just hope when it happens that the starting pitching is not also reverting back to where it should be, where the mean says it should be as the sample size increases and the season progresses. So it's frustrating. But one more thing about the offense. The thing that frustrated me most tonight is the approach up there. What in God's name are they doing coming out? Let's go back to the top of the first inning against Jeremy Guthrie. You have Jamil Weeks straight up from AAA, his first at bat in a Baltimore uniform, his first at bat of the year. He saw eight pitches. Got a base hit. Guthrie made good pitches. Weeks had a great at bat. Tip your cap. Nice at bat. Base it up the middle. The guy saw eight pitches. Set the tone right away for the night. What do the Royals do? Well, let's 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 backtrack here. On Thursday in Cleveland against Corey Kluber, what'd you do? A, a, a complete game against you? Was it 101 pitches, 103 pitches? I forget the exact amount. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was 11 pitches per inning the Royals saw in that game. Was, I believe it was 103 pitches. So you're hacking up there against Corey Kluber. Fast forward to last night. What do you do? Well, you worked Dubalo Jimenez in the first inning. Right around 20 pitches. You had him near 50 after two innings. You put a couple runs on the board. You set the tone for the game. So Baltimore did that tonight. The Royals, after you would think learning from a, a questionable effort on Thursday. Again, I didn't see the game Thursday with my own eyes, so I'm not going to harp on that game too much. I don't think that's fair. So, it, I mean, last night they come back, take pitches, have success. So they come out tonight, and I understand that Chen is, I think, is fifth in the league with the opponent's batting average and balls in play. I understand he's been giving up a lot of hits, but you just come up there, hack, 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 hack. Nothing good happens. The Royals saw seven pitches in the first inning. Seven pitches. Jamil Weeks saw eight pitches in the first inning on his own. Let's fast forward to Tommy Hunter coming into the ninth inning. What do you see there? Was it a five-pitch ninth inning the Royals had? Hack, 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 hack. I don't get it. You're not hitting home runs, first of all. Okay? And you're not going to draw walks and get on base by hacking if you're not hitting home runs. So if you're, if you're hitting extra, I don't want to say home runs, extra base hits. You're not driving the ball in gaps. You're not driving the ball in, in alleys. I just don't get it. So it's concerning to me, but, you know, the world's not ending. Daddy is not hurting the team. Let it go. Danny Duffy had one bad outing. Um, I feel bad for the kid. He'll be fine. Let's hope Escobar's fine at shortstop. Obviously, that looked a lot worse than hopefully it is. I imagine we'll see Escobar get a day off tomorrow. 
And speaking of tomorrow, the Royals still have a good chance to at least salvage the trip. Three out of four in Cleveland, losing there is not what you wanted. Obviously, you didn't want to lose tonight, but they won last night. And they've got their ace going tomorrow. James Shields, 1.91 ERA against Miguel Gonzalez, 5.40 ERA for Baltimore. I would like to think the Royals will come out with a better approach tomorrow. This pitcher, Gonzalez, averages five innings a start. I would like to think they'll work some counts, make them throw pitches, make mistakes, wait for their pitch and hit it in that small band box. I would like to think all of that, and I would like to hope all of that. So I will do that. This matchup overwhelmingly favors the Royals on Sunday afternoon, 12-35, first pitch here, Central Time, James Shields against Miguel Gonzalez. Look, you win that game tomorrow. Again, yeah, I mean, you salvaged the road trip. I still have concerns about blowing a good five games this month when you just got superb starting pitching. You know, I hate that because, like I said, eventually the starting pitching will revert back to where it should be, which the guys will still be throwing fantastic, but eventually they're going to have some some nights where they give up four or five runs. So let's hope the Royals come out, salvage the road trip tomorrow. They got uh, the matchup they need. That would be three and four. That would be a decent road trip. Comes, you know, gets you, brings you home at 500, 12 and 12. You got a six-game homestand. You can make some noise against the Toronto team that's struggling, and then Detroit comes in limping a little bit. They lost Anibal Sanchez today, 15-day DL with blister issues. Miguel Cabrera is starting to come to life a little bit, but that's not the same team. I, I didn't think they were before the year. That team's not going to win 90. I don't believe that. Lineup's not the same this year. They lost a lot offensively. They lost Leland, who was a big X factor. You can't underestimate enough what he brought to the table. So it's a, it's a chance for the Royals to win tomorrow. Do that. Okay. You know, you have a solid road trip. It's not good. Solid. Come home 12-12. and 12, Go 4-2. and two. You're 2 over 500 into early May, and hopefully you can get the, the bats going and, and make some noise. So we'll stay positive. There's no reason to panic. I'm not panicking at all. I'm just a little bit down about the approach tonight that the Royals had mainly at the plate and just the guys are not driving the ball. That's that's concerning. But we'll turn the page on this one, move on to tomorrow. Hope the Royals can pick up two out of three in Baltimore.